Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Let me know if my volume still sucks this week. Sorry, it was so quiet last week. Uh, I heard some of the playback, and it was pretty bad. So if you notice it's quiet, let me know. We'll get it fixed in stream. Uh, otherwise, welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. Jake, what are you drinking? I am going to try a brewery that I have never had before, which is rare for me recently. Uh, but it is Liquid Love Brewing, and it's called Grandma's Hugs, which is a sour ale with lemon, graham cracker, milk sugar, and vanilla. That sounds pretty good. <clears throat> most, of, most of the sours do, and then you wouldn't like them because they're sour. You'd be surprised because, Dave, welcome into the podcast. We love you too, you schmuck, as he affectionately called us. Anyway, Jake, you'd be surprised because I did go out and go get a, a sour. Yeah. But I'm not having it on this episode, so I'll save that for a different one. But uh, I had to make a last-minute run. I got off work late and didn't have any beer. So I ran over to the store just down the street, and I found some really good ones, actually, that I'm excited about. I... So, I just want to clarify, before I came here today, I was at the bottle shop that I go to. I bought, if you don't count eight of the same beer, I bought 13 different beers, and I bought 20 uh, 20 beers total. Jesus. Yeah, I went off. I just saw this beer, the one that I'm drinking right now, they posted on their Instagram, um, which if you're listening to us and you're in the Aurora, Oswego area, um, flight bottle shop in Yorkville, Illinois. They uh, post their beers that they get every day when like a new brewery, like drops something new off. And so this beer got dropped off and it immediately caught my eye because I love everything involved with it. And I was like, I have to go get that. So then we got there and then I was just like, fuck it. I'm here. And I just bought a bunch of beer. I don't blame you. And I'm, I probably would have done the same thing uh, for these beers, but I went and did it uh just last minute you know to run in there and they had a right. decent selection unfortunately they have like a, a two-door cooler and half of it is sours and i'm not a big sour person so i i was limited to that and then some of the left side was like ciders and i was like i don't really feel like ciders so my selection was pretty limited here and it was also really expensive so it's a good thing i didn't do that but that being said my first one is eskimo brothers which is a really cool can because it's just an igloo like in the that dark, is cool which is pretty neat uh, I'm actually really excited about the label, but it says roasty and toasty malt meets the cream of milk sugar to create this delicious, easy drinking stout. Ooh. So sounds good to me. It does sound good. Guess what, Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are first this week. It is I know. not a scam. I know. Uh, in the meantime, we had a whole week of football. We did have a whole week of football. Anything you want to talk about? Um, the Bears won a game. I told you before the game Shit. that I thought we could win that game, but it would have to take a lot, and it did take a lot. Yeah. But we did it. We we pulled that one out. That was great to see. Uh, Dallas looked like shit. That sucks for you. They um, do look like shit. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, it's going to be a rough year. I tweeted immediately afterwards, and as soon as the DAC injury came through with the surgery guaranteed, I said that it will probably have like four wins on the season. So uh, it's going to be a rough year to be a Dallas fan. That's fine because my fantasy football teams did better than my real football team. So. Yeah, well, I had a good fan. I did have a really good week of fantasy, I will say. Uh, my Scott Fishbowl team wasn't the greatest, had a couple duds on there, but we're in the top thousand people that are in there, a little over 3,000 people. So it's pretty good compared so like it's top third. I'm in the top third. I'll take that. If you were at the top third of a league within one week, you're going to be happy with that because that means you probably won. I don't really care about rankings at all in fantasy football until like week six. Uncle Kyle says football is over for the year. He's a Dallas fan as well, Kyle. Yeah, dude. 
yeah, I'm still going to watch. I'm a fan. I won't give up. Like, I'm going to watch Cooper Rush through probably like six picks this week. But it's going to be tough. It really will. That's Dave, fine. Dave out here getting happy Sorry, for a Bears too. win, but uh, he's uh, he's also happy for the uh, the Dallas suck, it seems. Yeah, I don't know, man. There was some really – like, it was an interesting week of football. Uh, I think for a week one, it turned in from, like, first half games being super, super fucking boring – yeah. All of a sudden, the second halves of games being just incredible. Yep. Like two overtimes in week one, uh, one that almost went to overtime for a third overtime. You we had almost had two ties. Terrible we were like, kickers. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a crazy week one. You had the Bears monsoon. You had obviously two pretty big injuries for the Cowboys. You had a couple other injuries, injuries here and there. Godwin, Godwin got hurt. We got a lot of guys on injury report Najee's today. A bit hurt. Najee Swift didn't practice today. Pittman didn't practice today. Lenny was limited. Gage and Julio didn't practice. Like a yeah. lot of guys. Yeah, I saw uh, yeah. Jamal yeah. Adams done for the year. T.J. Watt tore his pack. Like yeah. it's crazy. It was crazy. crazy, crazy week one. Crazy. Elijah Mitchell's out for eight weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, just a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. But that's to be expected. You know, once you get back into to full swing of things, and, and yeah, I, I do like that Dallas sucks. Don't get me wrong, but I hate to see it be because of injuries. Yeah, I, it's sad. You know. Yeah. And honestly, they would have been bad anyway. Like, we can't deny that. Like, look at how they played with Dak on the team. It's going to be bad uh, regardless. Uh, You know, and people are going to – yeah, I was just going to say that, Uncle Kyle. Like, that's the biggest problem is they're going to bring Dak back too soon because he's already talking about it. Um, You know, and he's like, we're not even going to put him on IR because we can bring it back so soon. And it's it's a shame because he's going to come back and the injury will probably get re-aggravated because you don't want to mess with, like, a – a mobility in the hand type injury like we saw with Russell Wilson last year. So, I don't know, man. It's – it's – I don't know. We'll see what happens in Dallas. It's going to be rough. But we got a good week two slate of games. Fantasy is back in full swing. Already seeing trades flying all over the place, which I just love to have be a thing again. Um, But that being said, let's hop into my first topic, which is Kyle. I've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy recently, and I want to hear your opinions on stand-up comedy. Is it something that you enjoy watching? Do you have any comedians that you particularly enjoy and then what's your th- what's your final thought of the whole thing is going to be, do you think you could make it as a stand-up comedian? No, not a chance. I don't even have to. Th- I'll start there. All right, I perfect. I wouldn't have a chance. I think I would collapse into the crowd, especially if it wasn't going well. And I, I don't think I'm that funny, like planned funny. Like sometimes I can say funny things on the fly or like things will pop yeah. up and I can be reactionarily funny, if that's a word. Uh, but I'm not like one to plan out an hour of comedy and like know how to work a crowd. I would be terrible. Like really, really bad at that. Um, that being said... Do I like stand-up comedy? Yes, not recordings of it though. I think it's very rare that I'll sit down and watch a like a Netflix special of comedy and sit there and find myself laughing because I think part of the experience with stand-up comedy is the atmosphere of it, like being in that crowd atmosphere and like watching the heckling, um, you know, from and to the comedian and getting to see them right. work the crowd. Like you're not you're not a member of the crowd necessarily when you're watching. Uh, watching it on like Netflix. And so I've, I've watched a shitload of Netflix comedy. Don't, don't get me wrong. I have done it and I enjoy some of them, but most of them, I just don't feel like I enjoy it as much because I've seen quite a bit of in-person standup and I, I would die. Even if the guy's like, you know, mediocre, like you still have like a pretty good experience in that atmosphere. And I wish I'll have to still look in my new area. If if there's a new place I could go, because we discovered a a standup comedy place right before I left Tucson. And I wish we would have found it way before that because we had some fun there. Um, yeah. Do you want me to stop there? Or do you want me to go into comedians too? I can roll through my whole spiel or you can go and we can kind of. Take yeah. It. Um, I, 
agree um, that comedy probably doesn't parlay as well via recorded yeah, any any recorded platform as it does being there and being in person. That being said, I still have never seen live stand-up comedy, which is shocking for as big of a fan of comedy as I am. And being near Chicago, like comedians are here all the time. I've just never, I've just never gone. Um, Uncle Kyle pointed out in the chat, like some comedians that he's talking about that he really enjoys. Burt Kreischer. I love Burt Kreischer. I was watching Something's Burning before this episode turned on. Uh, Dave talked about Eddie Murphy being hilarious, which he is a classic. But that's that's another thing I think kind of just intrigues me about stand-up comedy is like there's always been really good comedians, but I think there's a definite shift of like what comedy was in like that Eddie Murphy era versus like the modern era. Like I just think social media has allowed like a certain like niche more niche groups to be more popular. Whereas somebody like Eddie Murphy almost had to play to the masses because it was kind of the only way to do comedy for a while. Yeah. And anybody can get a Netflix special now. I think if you get enough of a following on the internet, like Netflix will just pay you money to come and give them the special. They did a lot of exclusives with a lot of like lesser known comedians or even the ones that were just kind of like right on the brink of fame, you know, they brought them in and um, yeah, I, I just, I don't enjoy the experience as much. That being said, I've had, plenty of good laughs at yeah. recorded comedy i just don't think it's the same um yes breck is it i thought it was kershner is it kersher kreischer 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 I don't, I don't fucking know these people's names that that is one thing i will say is like i will watch an entire like series of stand-up comedy and never fucking remember who the person was but yeah. i'll remember some of the jokes like uh one that i do like bill burr i loved bill burr for a while yeah I watched like all his shit his um, most recent it, special was like really disappointing. It just was wasn't. It? it was like I've liked a lot of his specials, but that one was just like, I just I had laughed, but like I was like, this, uh, this is boring. What was the um, the Australian guy? You know what I'm talking about? He's an Australian dude. And he made like the uh, really really famous like um, gun law joke, or like it was about Americans and guns. Yeah, um, I'm blanking on his name, but I used to really like his shit. That, I watched all that on Netflix. It was really funny is oh jim jeffries why did i have to think about that jim jeffries was really good that was fun um i'm trying to think if there's any others i don't i don't dave i do love i do love my me a little roast i can't lie big fan of roasts the roasts are good because they go they go fucking ham at each other i mean they truly like let loose on each other on the roast it is pretty good um and generally they're like pretty good at taking a joke you know it's not like the office and michael scott taking his roast just absolutely shit like they're usually yeah. pretty good sports about it so it makes it pretty good yeah i haven't watched a roast in a really long time i've never seen pete davidson do stand-up pete uh, davidson is hilarious never seen it he's like very self-deprecating but he also like on the roasts he just does not care yeah. like uh his one of his more famous jokes um he like was doing justin bieber's roast and he was like um as many of you know, my dad died di- during 9-11. His dad was a firefighter and like yeah. went, to, went to the towers and passed away. Um, and he was like, uh, I've always wanted more time with him. But Justin, after meeting your dad, I'm glad mine's dead. Yikes. <laughs> like he's that kind of comic, like just does not care and goes in. And I, just, I don't know. I love comedy and I love and maybe it's because of like me liking podcasting so much and like be, like listening to podcasts and comedians now are like, Every comedian has a podcast. Like Bert Kreischer yeah. and Tom Segura have Two Bears One Cave. Tom Bert's Segura's got the Bert cast. I yeah. love Tom. Um, his like him and his wife have Your Mom's House. 
uh, Sal uh, Volcano and Chris Stefano have Hey Babe. Chris Stefano's got his own podcast. I might have to like watch and see if that's actually funny because Impractical Jokers is so not funny most of the time now. Sal? It's just like the stupidest fucking joke. I mean, it's like some of it is truly like you guys are too. Yeah, well, shit. yeah, they're just they're they're trying to get la- again. That's but that's the com- the comedy that plays to the masses versus like their stand up comedy is nothing like that. You know, there's always a problem with whatever you're doing. If you are constantly on TV, yeah. like if there is never a break in your show being on TV, there's a problem. Like you are the filler that they're using because they have nothing else during that. It's hour. like and the uh, jokers is one of those, like the ridiculousness on MTV. Yep, that's 100%. like 23 of the 24 yep. hours of the day. And it's just yeah. not that good. Um, maybe when it first came out, same with Impractical jokers. I don't know. I just don't think it's that funny anymore. Yeah. I'd have to see stand up from them. anyway. Yeah. Um, do you know who the broken lizard group is do you know what I, when i say that do you know it I mean? sounds familiar but i'm all right so they made um super troopers oh uh, yeah, 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 Salmon, yeah, yeah yeah um but, uh club dread stuff like that anyway uh those guys i got to see them do stand-up in person and that i've never probably, laughed so fucking hard in my i was life. gonna say that's probably amazing it was so so good and i can almost guarantee it would not have been if i wouldn't have been in person Right, like watching it. It was really good. I got to see Steve-O do stand-up live. Super I've heard fucking it. good. Does he do like stunts so and shit fun. during no. his? No, and he like intentionally does not. And he makes it pretty clear at the beginning of his set or he did at the time. This was years ago. Okay, because his, like, his podcast, he talks about his comedy stuff, like his comedy tour or whatever, being yeah. like, in a like it's more than just comedy. So he talks like he does a bunch of stunts and like, tricks and, and stuff now maybe he's found that that's brought like some more popularity to the show because people i think maybe would be disappointed because and he, he made it clear when i saw it, he was like dude i'm not here to do jackass like i'm here to tell jokes yeah and it was fucking funny he did a great show and then at the end he did the shit where he like squeezes the limes into his eyes and takes a shot because yeah. he's like all right i'll give you your one jackass moment you know yeah uh so he did that but yeah he was oh god he was good um there's probably one of the best comedians, I wish I knew his name, that I've ever seen live was the opening act, like a no-known, nobody dude. So I mm. used to work in a comedy club, if you want to call it that. So I got to see a lot of this shit for free, which is fantastic. But I happened to be there one night working, and this dude comes up, never heard of him. And it's kind of a slow night, because it wasn't like a major headliner. Right. And this opener comes out and just fucking killed it. I was dying. And if you've ever been around me, I have kind of an obnoxious laugh if I'm really laughing. Like, it's yeah. pretty loud. And so, like, at one point, like, some of the people in the crowd just, like, turned around and stared at me because I'm, like, behind the bar just fucking dying loud laughing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun seeing comedy live. Schultz is good. I will agree with you there, Uncle Kyle. I don't know if I know who that is. Uh, he does. He's most famous for, he. I mean, he does a podcast um, with a couple other comedians. Um, he does, uh, I think it's called, like, Flagrant or Flagrant 2. Um, he does it with, like, Akash Singh. And, um, I've never even seen that guy before. Uh, Akash is funny. I found him before I really watched Schultz's podcast. I found him through like TikTok because mm. pe- he would like post some of his sets up there, like clips of his sets that were really funny. Mm. Um, he like he's Muslim. Um, he like follows a lot of the tenets of it, too, but like he's also a comedian. So he like plays off of his like Muslim faith. OK, comedy, too. It's actually really good. He's <clears throat> he's hilarious. Um, but yeah. I just think now is such a great time for comedy because there's so many neat, there's so many pockets of comedians that like their friend groups of com- of comedians that like work off of each other so well. Yeah. So that group of like Tom, Bert, Rogan, even though I don't think Rogan's comedy is that great, but like when he's with the other guys, it, he's funny. I listened to a, 
I like got it for free somehow. I had like mm-hmm. a downloaded version of one of Rogan's standups. And it was pretty decent. Like he made he's, some like he's funny, but he's not like I'm never gonna rewatch his specials. Yeah. Yeah. I could like, see that. And, like I'll yeah. I'll rewatch Tom's, I'll rewatch Bert's. Um Ari in that group too is funny. Mark Normand um is really funny. Uh Shane Gillis, Gillian Keeves is one of the best sketch shows that on YouTube right now. It's like Comedy Central's old sketch shows. Okay. But like just on YouTube, they're just quick sketches. I've been meaning to send them to you and Dane because I think you guys would think some of them are fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, he's got this one where he's a cop, but he sleepwalks and like pulls a gun on the people in his house. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. And then you have like the New York comedy scene is so different than the LA comedy scene is so different than like the touring comedians who are just constantly on the road. I don't know. I think right now is a great time for comedy and I've been watching a lot of it. So I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Do you ever watch a comedian like and then you go to watch it again because you're like, man, that shit was really funny. I need to watch it again. And then you just happen to be like in a crowd of people and you're like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have put this one on. Like, it's a little too much. I don't think most of my friends are also like that. I would watch comedy around are also really into comedy and like a lot of the same comedians. So I don't think in, like, I've really work environment uh, and like it was like a work people thing. And uh, I like put a com- like a comedy thing on once and I was like, oh, man, maybe I should just turn this off now. Like, I think. Need to pull it pull it out before I fucking go down a rabbit hole that I can't come back from because it was just like the raunchiest joke. I don't even remember which one it was. But. Protect our parks is great as well. That's a uh, a podcast. It's uh, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, and Joe Rogan. One of them, Shane Gillis, is like a drinker. Like he just drinks a lot. He's a lot like Bert in that sense, but he just chugs Bud Lights like it's his job. And there was one episode where Ari Shafir, this big like he's like six two, but like maybe one hundred and sixty pounds, like big skinny Jewish dude who drinks, but like not a, like that. He was trying to go beer for beer with Shane Gillis and ends up like the podcast ends with him, like puking in the cooler. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just passes out. It's Anytime great. Anytime there's like a, a really good drinker and like, you think you're going to go beer for beer. Like you're going to be the tough, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're always going to lose. I've, I've won, but then I lost. If that makes sense. That's we what did, I'm saying. Like, we, you're always going to lose. Yeah. We did like a captain. We did. We were drinking, uh, drink responsibly. If you're going to drink, uh, we were doing, we had like both had a half candle of captain and we were like, let's see, you can finish it first. And I won. And then I lost. Yeah. And spent no. like an hour crawling around this dude's backyard, throwing up. But anyways, Felix. Yeah, comedy's great. If you're if you could recommend one comedian right now for people who are listening to this podcast to check out. Dude, I don't have like I have, I haven't done it recently. But pick I, one. Honestly. You've talked about a bunch that you like. That's what I'm saying. If I was going to go back now, I would probably watch some Jim Jeffrey. He actually his show was pretty good too. I was kind of sad yeah. when that got canceled. Um, that's probably what I'd say. I'm going to say just because I feel like less people know about him. Um, I'm going to say Shane Gillis is special. It's a little controversial at times, but he's purposely doing it and he's not actually being controversial, but it could come off that way depending on the crowd. But yeah. his his special is on YouTube. It's completely free. Shane Gillis live in Austin. It's a great special and I think you should watch it. Okay. That's it. Topic number one. Do it. Now I get to drink my beer. I don't think that you should watch. Hmm. Kevin Hart. He's not that funny. His first His first special was good. That is the only thing that he's ever done that's good. Everything since then has been some replication of that first special. Every movie that he's been in, he just pulls jokes from that first special. He's like rewritten say, the same joke. And he's dude, the same character in every movie. There's like one, 
there's like a 10 episode series that I want to say is on Netflix where he like clearly is somewhat different because it's like a semi-serious yeah, show. Somebody told me I had to start watching that. I start like watch one episode and I would never go back. I think it, it gets better. It I was pretty. Like I it. thought it was pretty good. Uh, Jess even liked it and she's not a huge fan of that kind of thing, but I think it's pretty solid. But yeah, for the most part, Kevin Hart's been the same thing since what was that? 2013. Yeah, something like that. It might have even been before that. Hot take, by the way, and I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but I think uh, The Rock is terrible, too, as an actor. And then when yeah. you pair those two together, I think it's the fucking worst. I hate it. And people are all about that combo. Yeah. Very popular. Dave all says right. Cat Williams. Good throwback. Doesn't yeah. do much anymore, though, unfortunately. He was funny. Yeah, old school Dave funny. Chappelle, stuff like that, yeah. All right. Okay. Good topic. Do you want to go or do you want me to go to my topic? Let's I, go into I've your topic. Like a, about a half of your life. I've got about a half too. We can, let's okay. go into your topic. <clears throat> if you could go back any time, any time period, any place within your own life, whenever, where would you go and why? It has to be during my time. No, no, no I'm saying whenever you could do okay. it within your own life. You could go whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I would be in Cleveland when the Cubs won the 2016 World Series because okay. one, I could have been there. Okay. I I had the chance to get tickets to uh, the game before the clinching game. Didn't do it. Regretted do it, not doing it. And then the next day, when it was way too late for me to get off work, way for way too late for me to like make it work, I get a text. I can get you into the ballpark tonight for four hundred dollars. <laughs> which was way cheaper than it was supposed to be. Oh yeah, sure. Those tickets are thousands. There was the well, the day before we could have got in for eight hundred, hmm. and then for whatever reason, I think the guy was just desperate to sell the tickets for and like just yeah. wanted to and or like my friend knew him. I don't know, but he was like, "I can get you in the stadium for four hundred dollars." I was like, "I cannot get to Cleveland in time for the game. Like I'm gonna get there halfway through. I don't know. Like I'm not gonna try and meet up. You're not gonna walk to the gate to like find a way to give me my ticket. Like." Yeah. So I was like, whatever, I'm not going to do it. And then we, we win that night. But I would, that was seriously, and this is like how you know I care about sports too much. Like that was legitimately one of the greatest moments of my life. I was crying in my parents' fucking living room. Like, let's fucking go. Like just insane, insane. Yeah. One of the most insane moments of my life, especially for, because like I just had like kind of accepted that it was never going to happen. Like, when yeah, five generations Dallas, of people yeah. are like five generations of people didn't get to see it. Yeah. It's just pretty incredible. Um, I remember which much more, it happens much more frequently than the Cubs, but I was watching the game. I was at somebody's house party and watching the final game of the world series when the Cardinals won the, I think it's 2011. Yeah. And uh, I was watching that and I was just like, fuck yeah. And nobody like was into it with me. So I was just like, all right, I guess that's it. And moved on. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, no, you just give like the, the like, yeah, it was like fucking sweet. Move on. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would give anything to be there, especially too, just to like I don't know, just to experience that like with other Cub fans. Cause like my dad's a Cub fan, but not like yeah. like he's he's mostly a Yankees fan. He, he likes the Cubs because he lives in Illinois. Like my mom is a White Sox fan, just could not fucking care less about baseball unless you're watching mm-hmm. the game in person. Yeah, that's fair. So like I was just, I was watching it with people that just didn't care and like if I was in the stadium like I have friends that were there like with their dads and they've both been lifelong Cub fans and they got to experience that together I'm like that'd be so sick. It's always like the one of the worst things too though when it happens away. Yeah. Like the fact that it didn't happen in Chicago sucks. 
Bro, if I could have, if if that game was in Wrigley, if that game was at Wrigley, I would have spent, I would have emptied my bank account to be there. <laughs> I don't, it, it could have been the three, like I probably had like $3,000 in my bank account at a time. I, I would have spent every penny to be there. I would have quit my job, would not have cared. <laughs> would, no, actually, that's another thing that pisses me off about the whole winning the World Series. I couldn't even get off of work for the parade. Oh, yeah. And then our district manager comes in like three days later and is like, uh yeah you could have gotten off for the parade i fucking took off for the parade i was like my manager at the time i was so pissed at her and i, I don't think i ever forgave her for it if i'm being that honest sucks yeah which she was a great manager like besides that she was phenomenal but besides... what the fuck heidi <laughs> i'll call you out on air i don't care i should have been at that parade i'd have been blacked out on addison you couldn't have stopped me all right, um, I'll try to pick one within my own lifetime then too, and we can talk about that, and then let's do one outside of our own lifetime, and then we can kind of re- uh, visit it that way too. <clears throat> but if I had to pick one within my own lifetime, that's tough. It's easy. I feel like it's easier to think about historical ones. Like I can think of a bunch of historical pe- things that have happened that I would have loved to see in person. Yeah, 100%. Like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to try to think about this or the way that I try to frame this in my own mind is like where would I want to go for like some sort of like longer period of time? Yeah. Like would I, where would I want to go back to and hang out for a while? You know what yeah. I mean? Not just like go see it and then hop right back. Right. Like you don't have an instantaneous time machine. Like you're going to go once and then you're stuck for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that changes the way that you think about it. That definitely does. Because for me, within, and I think it's, the short term like hop back and forth is fine for like within your own lifetime because it's such a you know short period of time but for me i'd probably just go back somewhere from like my like younger childhood days and just kind of relive that for a short period of time frankly because i don't remember most of it i have a terrible memory when it comes to like my younger years so maybe i would just go back and revisit some of that and like experience like being back in the same household as like my family and like living closer to everybody and just kind of experience that again um because other than that, within my own lifetime, I don't I don't know that there's something right now that I would go back and like. Like, there's not something that I feel like I missed out on, like, you, right. you know what I mean? I feel like most of the things that I wanted to do, right, you know, I've, I've pretty much done them. So I'd probably just go back for the memories. Makes sense. All right. <clears throat> Outside your own lifetime. If we're thinking historical and we're thinking like a time where we would have been there for a while. The being there for a while part is what kind of throws me off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's it's a little tougher because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to go back and live in like the Civil War time frame. And it's like, yeah, you'd have been fucking killed. So yeah, I'd be in war. That one I'd, be, <laughs> yeah. I'd literally be in war. Dave, I did reply to you on Twitter. I saw that I saw the tweet on my left <laughs> screen and I just replied to it real quick. That's nice. I'm a I'm a multi-purpose guy. Uh, as I should point out, we are both in the Discord right now. So if anybody ever wants to chat with us we on Discord, indeed. we are on there. We are playing video games on there sometimes. We are watching sure. football on there on Sundays sometimes. So sometimes, make yeah, sure you sure. come hang out with us in the Discord, which yeah. is always in our link tree. Um, for me, I would probably go back to... I feel like the 80s is like the clear answer. but So I'm going to say something different. I want to live in like the post World War II era where everything was great before we got into like the Korean War, where like everybody was just happy to be back home. Everybody was like, 
technology was better because of everything that happened during the war. Like the economy was doing yeah. good again. Like I feel like that time period, just like I want to see like what the relief felt like for people who only have known war. Like yeah. like their their last six years were the, were World War II. So for a lot of them, they were alive through the Great Depression too. So they saw all of that. I want to see like the relief that those people had and just yeah. like how I, I almost feel like a lot of people had to be living semi carefree during that time period. And I, I just want to see what that looks like. Cause we live in a world right now, especially with social media where we get to see, like we're always seeing the bad We're we're not seeing the good as much as we probably should. So like we see a lot yeah. of the stressors, but like the, that stress doesn't compare to like every able-bodied man being called upon to go to war basically. Yeah. So like, I want to see what that relief looked like for this country and for the yeah. people that lived in it. Like my family back then, like I had family that fought in the war. Like I want to see like what it was like for them to have that weight lifted off their shoulders. It's fine that you mentioned that because that's exactly where I was going to go is post world war two is like, that has to be the moment where you're like the whole world is celebrating. At yeah. Moment, right. Like it's not just local. Uh, not States. the whole world. <clears throat> Frankly, the whole world, dude. Germany so was pretty it, upset about it. Well, outside of Nazi Germany, like your normal, average, yes. everyday, not shitty German citizen was probably celebrating too. Like, and you know, they had to say or do whatever they needed to do to stay alive during that time frame uh, as a German citizen. But I'm sure there was a, a good majority of, of Germany that was excited as well. Uh, same thing with like, you know, any of the other Axis powers. Um, Uncle Kyle says Woodstock. <clears throat> I think that's a great answer. Woodstock would be great. Um, you could even. What was the last time they did Woodstock? They did like a callback to the Woodstock oh, in the yeah. 90s, right? They did, yeah, that was a shit again. show. Yeah. They, did you watch? They have a Netflix <clears throat> documentary about it. Just watched uh -huh. it. was like, holy fucking shit. No, I never it watched was, it. It's such a shit show. You should watch it. It's I great. don't know if you're meaning like shit show in a good way or a bad no, way. No, a bad way. Okay. Like people were like passing out and dying. They didn't have water for <laughs> ever. Like they didn't plan to bring. Like there just wasn't water. And oh, the water no. that they did have was contaminated. It was great. You should check yeah. it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to watch that. But yeah, I mean, like you said, like you go, you get into like this. The problem is, is like you're getting to the height of suburbia at that point in time. So yeah. Like, it's like the everything looks the same. Every family's the same. Everybody wants to be the white picket fence. And so that kind of blows. But, but I want to be like there the long enough. Atmosphere of the. Yeah. I want to be there for like the end of the war and then like a few years after. <clears throat> and like just see that like transformation yeah. of like the constant stress and bs of wartime to like what like how that really evolved our country because like looking back at the history books we know how it changed our country yeah but like i wanted i want to experience that change yeah and then i would say like maybe the other like good one is and a lot of this probably does surround like major wars right and i think the other good one would be like right post vietnam war maybe yeah or right pre-vietnam war which the the problem with that is like right pre-vietnam is like not that far away from post-world war ii yeah so like i don't know like i think saying post-world war ii is probably enough to like make that argument so i'd say like probably right after yeah because i'm not gonna lie man if you get into like one of the like the peak points of the hippie era while they're not at war i can't even fucking imagine like the shit show that that would have been and like how uh, yeah. incredible that would have been like you know in like the late 60s and like early to like mid 70s mm -hmm. man like my my parents talk about those days like they were the fucking coolest thing on the planet right like they're like concerts that's my parents like, in the 80s concerts were like five dollars and they were everywhere like major bands would come through my tiny ass little town in iowa oh yeah you know what i mean like you had like the rolling they played fucking 380 shows like, a year yeah, yeah and they were all coming through everywhere right and so like any college town on the map was getting these concerts or and, you know even some of the smaller places and they were cheap easy and there was drugs everywhere 
So yeah. you got to imagine that everybody was having a pretty fucking good time. That that is one thing that would kind of be cool about going back in time, though, is like you could do drugs if you wanted to and not have to worry about it being fucking fentanyl and killing you. That and most of them just weren't illegal at the time, or at least not yet. I think yeah. like weed was illegal for sure, but some of the other ones were like yeah. over the counter, you know, like if yeah. you go back far enough. So I don't know. It would have been a good time, I think. That's all I got. That's a nice short, short little topic. That was. That was. Let me take my last swig of my beer while you rate yours. I'll do the same, actually. Cheers. Cheers. This was almost like just like a really complex lemonade, which made it really, really good. I'm going to give okay. this like a 375 off of our new rating scale, which I still hate, but it's Yeah, fine. I don't really like it either. But it allows us to track for the people better. Untapped score would be a 375. 10 point scale. I'd probably give it like a, a higher score. I'd give it like a 7.3. Yeah. Uh, this one to me, I think, is a 2.75. I'm going to go right there. Not quite like in the middle. Oh. And this is why. So if you ever have nitro snouts, nitro snouts, nitro, nitro stouts. A lot of them are, it's kind of like the brown ale of the stout world. Yeah, they're just kind they of the same. all kind of taste the same. And yeah. like, you have to, you have to really put the flavors that you want into that if you want them to taste yeah. good and d- differentiate themselves. Otherwise, they just taste like a, like a stout, like a generic stout. That's, so the beer that I bought two cases of, um, or two four packs of, I've had it on the podcast before, but I'm definitely going to drink it again because we have a bunch of new listeners who weren't there at the time. But it's the pumpkin nitro coffee cold brew. Mm. So it's like a nitro coffee cold brew stout with pumpkin in it. And it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> David Dave says, in my drug days, I had a nitro snout. I like that. That was <laughs> nice. funny, Dave. That's pretty good. Yeah. You could be Dave, you could be a stand-up comedian. I fully believe in you if you want it to be. Um, but yeah, I that is my one problem with a lot of stouts, is I'm like, this is a really good stout, but this isn't like what I wanted it to be. Like when you tell me there's seven different flavors in it, supposedly, yeah. I'm expecting like a dessert beer. I'm not expecting like, yeah. oh, I have to hunt for hints of marshmallow in the beer. Yeah, and they just a lot of them just don't do a great job of it. This was good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Super drinkable. If you want a decent stout and you're sitting at a bar and they have it, I would drink it 100%. I would drink it again. It's just not, it's not different in any way that makes it, you know, higher ranking in my opinion. Right. Next up for me, though, is the same brewery, Liquid Love Brewery. This is their Triple Berry Hugs. Hugs is seemingly what they name their Sour Series, or maybe it's all their beers. I don't know. I bought four of them today, so we'll get to try them. Um, But this is a sour ale with blackberry, blueberry, strawberry, cinnamon, graham cracker, vanilla, and milk sugar. Okay. Awful lot crammed into a can. I am having another stout, and it's called the Brewery Bakery Boysenberry Pie. That sounds. I had a boysenberry stout very recently that was very good, and I hope yours is as well. It's an imperial stout with boysenberries and cinnamon and vanilla. It's also nine percent, so we'll see. <laughs> Mine have been these both have been very reasonable, like five seven. This five point seven percent. This is we thick. we were at the uh, the bottle shop, and we my wife was looking at one. She was like, this looks like it'd be really good. It looks like you'd really enjoy it. And then I looked at it and it was 18%. I'm like, that's liquor. Um, it's not. Carly's watching in the chat. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. I can't remember. We were just at, I can't remember if it was at the bar or at this pizza place, but they had a a beer that it was 
or I guess, I think they called it a, they might've even called it a wine now that I think about hmm. it. Cause they had wines on tap too, which is kind of cool. Um, but it was like 20% yeah. and immediately that like right under the description of the beer, it was like, you can only have one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they won't give you more than one at the restaurant or I can't remember where it was, but. We got a good laugh out of that. Sam Adams, for a period of time, had made, I want to say it was called like Utopia or something like that, but it was like 23%. It was the strongest beer on the market. And my buddy's dad actually created the packaging for it. Okay. Which his, his, that was, he like, he created the Domino's pizza box. Like he made it and then sold it to Domino's. No, not, not the graphics, like the actual construction of the pizza box and how it folded. Like he actually created like the core. Corrugated paper, not cardboard. Corrugated paper. Isn't that, it corrugated cardboard? No. Like, isn't that a, a he, subsect he, of? He cardboard? taught me all that. He went through them all at one point and taught me all the differences. But <clears throat> he created the packaging for both Domino's and the Sam Adams beer. Those were two of his larger, okay, um, larger clients. He might have done some graphic design stuff too, but yeah, it was pretty cool. This is wild. I'll wait until the end to rate this, but this is this is different. I like stouts that incorporate fruit in them. And I, that actually, I'm going to switch what my second topic was going to be. And I'm just going to actually play off of you completely here. How do you feel about things that do a traditional something in a unique way? So a beer, like a stout, a t- traditionally dark or bitter beer that incorporates something sweet like fruit or like, I'll say like citrusy or fruity versus like, you know, or you have your, you know, you have pizzas, but then you have like this that place in New York that charges like 150 bucks for a peanut butter and jelly pizza. Like, how do you feel about super unique twists on very traditional things? Damn, this is weird. Um, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be a short one. If this is going to be your your whole topic, because it was honestly, actually planned. Uh, I I figured it would be short because we kind of went over with the football talk. So, not really. To, we got time to, to not go you, over too much, but but, but I I, I have some opinions this, at least. And I, I, I truly don't, for the most part. Like, I think if you want to do your own take on anything, go ahead, man. And if I don't like your take, I'll go back to what I was in. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just go back. I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, I think people sometimes try a little too hard to. Yes, like, I will agree with that. To like call something, hey, this is what this is, and you're like, no, you've completely changed it. That's not what that is. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and I can't even think of a freaking like, you know, example right now, but. Yeah, it, it's tough for me to think of an example, but either way, like I, I don't have a problem with it, dude. Do, do whatever the fuck you want, and I'll, I'll pretty much try. You know, when it comes to foods and drinks and anything like that, I'll try anything, um, except for fish. I don't like fish. Um, but if you try to like make a claim of like, hey, this is a peanut butter sandwich, and then you go out and you like put like, m- minced there's, nuts there's on pickle, bread, I'm there's gonna be like, this isn't a fucking peanut butter. Sandwich. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? So um, don't get too stupid, but. I think a lot of companies need to try harder to do something new. Like, sure. So you have companies like, I'm trying to think of a a good example of this, but like there's food companies that are constantly trying new things. They're constantly putting out different new products. Maybe they've, they're things that have been on the scene before, but like things like, like Carly points out one, like a peanut butter and jelly burger, like peanut butter and jelly. We know it's a great combo burgers. We know they're great. Let's throw them together. Just see what happens. And then you have places like McDonald's, like, the last five things that McDonald's have come out with have all just been like variations of breaded chicken. Like there's nothing unique about what they're doing in any way, shape or form. I don't know that I've paid that much attention. I don't like McDonald's. So. I saw this. I saw it on Twitter. Um, 
somebody was talking about like the last five things they come out with were like spicy nuggets, a breaded like a breaded chicken sandwich, the same chicken sandwich, but you get tomato on it, spicy chicken sandwich. Like it's just all variations of chicken. Like they're really not, but it's not even really a variation. It's just like here's the same thing in a different presentation. Whereas like I think yeah, I think more companies need to try putting something new out there. Like fucking throw shit on a sandwich that but like make sure it's good first but like maybe test it before you put it on market but like throw some like throw some fucking pretzels on a turkey sandwich and see if it works like like i don't and, disagree and not even with you completely but I, I will say that like if you have a successful business that does it classic well don't be stupid don't start trying to fucking fancy it up like if i'm not, the best but, philly cheesesteak place in all of philadelphia don't yeah, fucking put peanut okay. butter on your Philadelphia. Yes. I, on, your Philadelphia I, on your Philly sandwich. On your Philly. Don't fucking do that. I agree with that. But I also think like it doesn't hurt you if you keep your traditional product, but you also like for somebody who wants to try something weird, like just have something weird for them. Like that's what this, this place in New York, I think it's New York. Don't quote me on that. That I'm talking about that does this like $150 peanut butter and jelly pizza. They still sell all their normal fucking pizzas. If some dumbass wants to spend 150 bucks for them to take peanut butter and jelly, throw it on pizza dough and throw it in the oven. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're not diluting I, I their it, actual, pro- they're, they're drawing attention to themselves via the, like the attention of it. And they're like, Hey, we make some really fucking good pizza. Carly actually points out a really great one with the McGriddle. Nobody fucking girls th- are fire. McDonald's was the first company to do like a sweet breakfast sandwich. Like they were really nobody else was doing that. Fact and check. Somebody fact check Jake on it. Someone they might have been. They might have been. Uh some like maybe some small mom and pop shop was doing something like that, but like nobody was like, let's take a fucking pancake, put maple syrup on it, and then put an egg and bacon and cheese between it. Like there's probably and, some fucking stoner somewhere that like tried to pitch oh, it to McDonald's yeah. for a while and McDonald's was like, no, you're an idiot. And then finally they were like, all right, fuck it. And then try. the McDonald's execs <laughs> himself got high and they were like, wait a second. But yeah. like, if you really think about it, like it's, it's things like that that really change up the market. Like before that, like fast food restaurants weren't really doing anything crazy with breakfast. And then you got like fucking Arby's has like French toast sticks that you can go and get for breakfast now. Like, do they? Yeah. It changed like, good? I don't know. <laughs> I've never had them. See, that's the thing. Like, if I, if I think about it, I don't want to go to fucking Arby's and eat French toast. I don't want to go to Taco Bell and eat breakfast. Bro, Taco Bell breakfast is so fucking good. I don't. That's just. They I'm still. I'm still Taco Bell. I'm still upset with you for getting rid of the country breakfast contrap. I. It's not that expensive or hard for you to keep white gravy in your restaurants. Just put it on a crunchwrap for me, so I don't have to do it myself when I get home. I'm just so out on that. That's what it's I'm saying. So like, when it comes though. to like somebody that's like. That under mac and cheese pizza is fucking delicious. Yeah, that is. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's just. I, but even that, like, that did that shit though. That's mac and cheese pizza though is kind of it's keeping the tradition. Like it's cheese and pizza. You're just adding a noodle to it, dude. Which a buffet is, though is the perfect place to do some stupid shit like that, right? Like CC's was the first person, probably. You can fact check me on that one too. But CC's was the one that made like the mac and cheese pizza. It, it definitely made least. it popular. Yeah, and. They can Dave, do whatever the I'm fuck jealous. they want because you can try it once, throw it on the buffet, and if people eat it, then you're like, shit, we can do this again. But if it doesn't get eaten like one slice, you're like, all right, we scrap it, right? But Who that's cares? what every restaurant, every chain restaurant now does just like sample look. Like they have test kitchens. Like our, so when I worked as a server, our store, our, our restaurant was a test kitchen. So we would get new entrees or new appetizers, new desserts that they were releasing before anybody else. We would report our sales back to corporate. If it was meeting, matching, or exceeding, 
anything that we had currently, we would implement it nationwide and just see how it does for a short period of time. And then we'd pull it if it didn't work. Like, I think you can at least try that. I, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You can try it. And And I think it works better with chains and I think it works better with, um, yeah, if you're a small mom and pop shop, maybe don't fuck with your, that's my point, right? Is like, if you've got like the, I'm really fucking good at this and I'm a small local place, don't fucking put peanut butter on it. You know what I mean? Just continue to serve great food. Speaking of, have you ever watched the Have you watched the Bear yet? No, on Hulu. Sadly, I I've been it. meaning to. I've heard phenomenal things about it, and I've heard it's like very realistic to being in a kitchen, but I haven't yet. Yeah, you should watch it. It's good. I'm waiting. We what just started watching. Uh, it's like Selena and the Chef. I don't know. I think that's what it's called. It's on HBO Max. It's Selena Gomez. It was like during COVID, she like was in quarantine at her house and like called famous chefs via like zoom basically and had them teach her how to cook it's actually really cool you get to learn like some cooking techniques and also see like somebody who doesn't know how to cook learn how to cook basically we're diverting down a different path here that's fine but because i'm going to ask another question but have you seen the patient yet nope it's another one uh we just started watching it kyle my list of shows is getting too goddamn long mine has gotten really short and so now anything that gets recommended i'm watching it and so the famous bullet kfc did fuck up the market yeah, dude, Famous Bullet KFC is so fucking good, too. That being said, like the quality, ever since they started that product, the quality has gone farther and farther downhill. I don't. Even, I won't fuck with KFC anymore. That's just most KFC's chains. KFC is fucking gross. Yeah. The Choco Taco. Oh R.I.P. to the Choco, Choco Taco. Taco. A moment of silence for the Choco it's Taco, C-H-O-C-O. everybody. C-H-O-C-O. Choco Taco. Carly. Yeah, Carly. And R.I.P. indeed. Everyone thought it was going to be a publicity stunt, like when IHOP did IHOB. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, it's going to be just this joke, and then they're going to come out and keep making them. And I don't think that that's come out as true yet, which yeah. is really sad because, uh, sure, I had a Choco Taco. Bro, it's the only thing I ever got from an ice cream truck. Which I've had maybe once every three to five years. I know? mean, so, yeah, since like, I hit adulthood, I, I've, had, so, I've had maybe two. But Am I wrong, by the way? Am I getting proven wrong the second time in a... No, it is C-H-O-C-O. I was going to say, I'm very confident that you're correct there. Because fucking your brother got me last week. Yep. Not this time, motherfucker. Which is funny. After we talked about it on the pod, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about those shows. Which ones? Uh, House of the Dragons and the Ring of of Fire. Yeah, yeah. Ring of whatever. Ring of Power. The Rings of Power. Rings of Power. My bad. Sorry, I keep trying to make one plural and the other one not. It's it's the House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Yep, there you go. Um, I watched the newest episode of Rings of Power. It was pretty good. I think I'm the only one on the planet that likes that show. Because I've seen a lot of people arguing for it. I, I, but I saw actually there was somebody on TikTok that I saw that did like a whole breakdown of like why it makes sense that they're doing it the way they do for just like a consumer perspective not uh, it's like it's dude, for everything the ge- is about the consumer right? yeah it's it for the making, general consumer yeah. it's not for the nerds us nerds we're never gonna get things the way that we want it to be dude, so we my, just gotta accept that here's the thing right dude like i'm a fucking nerd man i love nerd shit i don't think that you need to make everything catered to a specific segment yeah. of your fan base right like not everything has this, to be perfectly canon this can be a, another topic in, in of itself but like the people and I, I think i used this as an example in a previous probably last week but you can shit on the new Star Wars all that you want. It wasn't made for the person that thinks Empire yeah. Strikes Back is the best plan- like film on the planet. It's not made for you. 
it's made for people to get involved in the Star Wars universe, specifically younger people. Like they want to expand the fan base, keep the universe alive. That's what they want to do. Yeah. And so I'm so sorry that it's not fucking Empire Strikes Back from 1973 or whatever, whenever that fucking movie came out. I'm so sorry. Like, get the fuck over. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Uncle Kyle talking about wasting Choco Tacos. I can't even buy them anymore. Thanks, Kyle. That's so sad. It's fine. No, actually, that's okay. Do you know what that is? Do you know what detasseling is? I, yes. Uncle Kyle has to know. I'm blanking. I, I know that I've done it, but I don't know what it is. You would, if you're saying you've done it, you would know what it is. I promise you. Explain. Okay. So detasseling is an Iowa rite of passage for sure, and it should be across the Midwest, I would imagine. But anyway, what they do is they take any, like a bunch of fucking kids from 14 up, and they load you up in a fucking bus, and they take you to all these small towns across the state, and they make you pull a tassel out of corn so that a um, male plant can fertilize a female plant. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you literally walk down the aisles, and every time you pull one out, it goes pop, 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 right? So you, you do it all summer, and you make a few thousand dollars, and you feel like the richest person on the fucking planet after you've been like sweating your ass off in the farms all season. So anyway, you go out there, you do all this detasseling, and then once a year, once a year with the company that I worked for during detasseling, they'd bring an ice cream truck to, the, to, to like us out in one of the fields. And they always had Choco Tacos, and I got a Choco Taco once a year during the tasseling season. It was the best fucking thing on the planet. I love that shit. Yeah, we did, so, we did that in Illinois, too. It was not just an Iowa thing. Makes I, sense. We, we both have a lot of corn. Anyways, yeah. I think, right. I think major companies should try to change up what they're doing a little bit more if you're a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Keep it, keep it to what you do well. Dude, that and like, like major chains, too. They just have so much more flexibility like in terms of... like financial product like cost they, yeah, yeah they can like, take a risk they have yeah, better suppliers kind of yeah all right good topic i'm only halfway done with the beer so i'm not ready to rate but we do need to rate before we end the episode because we're terrible at that yep we suck at that sorry people check so, out our on tap the ratings are there all right here's the thing here's topic number two para moi if you could do one thing for a friend or family member that would like change their life or like just be the be- most beneficial thing that you could, you think that you could do either in the past or in the present. Mm. What would it be? Hmm. You get to do one thing for one person to make an impact. What is it? Doritos Locos tacos are fucking fire. They are. So I don't, fun. I don't really like Taco Bell tacos like that, but Doritos Locos tacos are fire. I just go um, get the shells and I make them at home. Make my own tacos. Let's see. This one's hard. Can I do something for myself? Because I would tell myself to not sell my Bitcoin when I did. Um, Not for you. But besides that. I don't know. That's hard. That's really hard. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I'll tell you mine. And we can, we can go on a couple if you really if you really can't narrow it to one we can talk about a couple. This is the one that I would do. I would go back and I would stop my grandpa from smoking. Yeah. That's the one thing that I would do because it's led to a series and chain of events that have like negatively infect you know affected a lot of people over time. Um, 
like for example my grandma literally lives alone now right and so super sad she cries every time we talk about my grandpa like it's the saddest yeah. fucking shit to see from an outside right. perspective ever super sad and so if i could do one thing because that's the reason he died like he had lung cancer and he fought it for 15 fucking years right like, it was forever right and so um if i was going to do one thing for one person i would go back and convince him to stop smoking and be successful like i have to add, like right and then right um or to never start you know uh, because i think it would have led to a, a lot longer uh life t- lifetime for him and it would help my grandma who is like one of my favorite people on the planet and the rest of the family because it was a really tough loss on a lot of people in the family that's that's what i would do yeah damn i want to steal that now but i'm not going to everybody like everybody in my family smokes and it sucks all i mean even i i didn't smoke really but i chewed for seven eight years yeah switched to vaping to quit like yeah that one's hard um i think i would i'm gonna take this in a little bit of a different direction more of a financially focused direction sure i think if i knew what i know now about like the benefit like obviously getting into bitcoin at the right time getting into stocks at the right time like i think i would go back and tell my my dad to take the risks he was always afraid to take with money. Like he's, he's always been very well off. He's always done great for providing for our family. He always did a great job of like making sure he was financially stable, but just like what he could have done and how much more he could have done if he had taken some of those risks. Like I, I know his life would be better for one. Like he's been, he's so looking forward to retirement. He has been for years, even before his, his MS diagnosis, like he was looking forward to it. And just like he talks about all the time, like I had the chance to invest in Apple when it was like eight bucks a share. I had the Dude, chance. Hindsight's twenty twenty on that. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is. But like, if I if I'm going back now and I, I know what like, I know yeah. now, like I'm telling him, I'm telling him to invest in Apple. I'm telling him to invest in Amazon. I'm telling him to invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, okay. you, and that and generational he, wealth. And, but even even not necessarily generational wealth, but enough wealth to be done working when I was thirteen. Yeah. And like, yeah, he could yeah. just, he could have been more, not to say he wasn't involved, but he could have been more involved. He could like a lot of those moments that he probably looks back on and my mom as well. Like my mom still works. She didn't work for a long time and then like started going back to work to just make sure that when they retired, they were a little bit just yeah. that much better well off. Like yep. that would have given both of them more time to be just comfortable, not working, spending more time with us, doing whatever they wanted to do with us. And like that mm-hmm. just would have taken stress off of everybody in my family's shoulders and I would yeah. extend this not just to my family, but like everybody in my family, like Uncle Kyle's in the chat right now. Like if I could go back and tell him to invest, I would. My Uncle Sean, I would tell him, my aunts, my uncles, my grandpa, my grandmas, everybody. I would I would tell them all of that. Obviously, like yeah. the health thing is that yeah. that that's a, obviously you thought of the topic. So you have the best answer right off the top of the head. That's that kind actually of, was my second thing i was thinking of something totally different and then i thought about it as i was telling you and i was like holy shit this is what i would do yeah like that that one's obviously the the best answer you can give is like don't do the thing that end up you know being the the cause of your downfall for whatever that reason yeah yeah because my grandpa was older you know for sure he's in his 80s man but like yeah active fucking dude man oh i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say he was active that that's a terrible active enough but he was like 
healthy you yeah know, other than the lungs so right um that being said yeah dude yeah and, and i wish dane was on this episode because uncle kyle just said that i can't even like you know what dane would say oh 100 percent you know, and it would be exactly, it would be like what Uncle Kyle was saying right there. It would have completely don't, gone just in perspective. Don't get in the car. Yeah. Like, don't get in this car. Don't go out with these people. You know, it's like, it's crazy when you think about it, like a single moment that changed uh, things for potentially an entire family. The other one for me was my, uh, the one going into this was I would have like kept my mom in college. Yeah. Because my mom now is like not set up well at all to retire. Like my mom will work for the rest of her life. Um, and she, the reason as I understand it, that she stopped going to school is she was in like her freshman year of college and she broke her wrist. And so she couldn't like use it. And it was like her dominant hand. So she could yeah. like take notes or like anything like that. So she decided to drop out for the semester. Cause like, it was like too hard for her to like keep up know, with it, keep up with classwork yeah. or whatever. And then she fucking never went back. Yeah. Never went back. And yeah. so it's like, I can only imagine like in that single moment, like if she would have gone back, like how much different her life would be. Um, and, and it goes along with like the literacy of like not just financial literacy, but just, you know, general education and yeah. uh, things that could have changed like the scope and at the time. Like she's probably paying nothing to go to school, dude, like fucking yeah. nothing. Right. And I so, wish I could have gone to school back when my yeah. parents did. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, definitely could have changed the timeline, but that was what I was thinking until I started talking about it. And then it was it switched to my grandpa for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, now that I'm thinking about it, there's so many, like I would tell everybody in my family to stop smoking you it's know. gotta be isolated, single person, single event. I know. That's the there's topic, right? there's so many things though, but yeah, I I would just I would set my family up better for, it it would have made all of our childhoods and our growth I think a little bit better just knowing that that stress wasn't there for my parents. I think they could have done not to not that they didn't do it, they did more than enough, but yeah, if they had the stress of never having to be at work, mm-hmm. obviously you just have more freedom. You can do more. Sure. Dave, same thing to you that I just said to Jake. It has to be isolated to a specific person at a single time, right? So, like, uh, Dave a little bit ago said that he would show more appreciation for others. And 100%, dude, I feel you. I'm with you. The topic is a single person and a yeah. single thing. That's right? what that's so, what makes it hard. It is, yeah. It's like the single person, single event thing. How do you make the most impact with a single change? Yeah, it's tough. For sure. Uh, I'm with Carly. Like, I totally get it. And, like, people... I think people that have experienced extreme loss would would yeah would have a tendency to lean towards that individual or that loss in yep. in, in this topic. Uh, like I said, with Dane, it has to be with Tyler, right? Like I can't imagine you'd pick anything other than that. One hundred percent, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I can't imagine going what a lot of people have gone through. Um, I've been lucky in that, like, I really like my grandparents on my mom's side have passed but that was when i was younger and like just somebody that close to me like i haven't really lost somebody that close to me yet yeah um so i can't even imagine like my how grandpa was the the first yeah like, major loss i had like close you know yeah um but yeah that's all i got uh carly you need to come try this beer i've been texting you for 10 minutes it's okay i know you're listening so you can come out here and try this one it's pretty good uh that being said jake rate your beer and i'll rate mine this one is when I want a fruited sour beer, this is exactly what I want. This is like a four two five. If I was giving it an actual like a an out of ten rating, this would be like an eight seven. Like it'd be pushing that four and a half rating. It's so good. This is I could drink this any day of the week and be happy with it. Okay. 
I will go with. Uh, I tried to like last time. Uh, maybe it was like the first week we were on Untapped. I didn't like look it up and like rate it as I was saying it, and then I forgot to go do it. So I'm trying to do it simultaneously. So I need to look up boysenberry pie. Boysenberry. Pie. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Kyle's talking in the chat right now, as is Dave. Dave says he didn't feel he had enough control of his own life for that long, so it's hard for him to get into that mindset. I definitely understand that. Dude, yeah, get it, totally. Um, and then Uncle Kyle says he would stand by his answer. Um, my Uncle Brian, who I never met, um, admittedly, uh, he passed away when Uncle Kyle was nine. Um, it, was, it was before I was born. Um, but, yeah, I can imagine, like, losing i think just losing that close of a family member is is going to be hard no matter what i feel like that's you know i i feel like that's always going to be i don't want to say default in a negative way but like that's going to be your go-to answer is somebody who is that close to you yeah 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 100 percent. yeah all right this one's a 3.5 for me we're running out of time so i'm gonna move us to the end of the episode here this beer was really good. It was kind of fucking weird, man. It I was gonna say you weird. like I couldn't tell the where you were going. That was sorry. strange because the the like the uh, acidity of the berry in there gives it a totally different flavor profile. But it's got a ton of cinnamon too, and it pairs really well together. And it's actually really very good. Good. That's how it was last um, week with the Neapolitan stout. The strawberry was so forward that it yeah. just like threw me off. Which I would so much rather them go all out and put a fuckload of flavor into it and just try to actually get the flavors than make yeah. it a boring ass nitro. Uh, no offense to my previous beer. Okay, anyway, that's all we've got today. Thank you for joining us. It's another episode of Two Average Husbands. You can follow Jake on his personal Twitter, at Perry underscore FF. You can follow me at Kyle Anderson on Twitter, uh, or you can follow the podcast at number two ABG Husbands. And if you look us up on uh, either Instagram or Twitter, you'll find our link tree, which will take you pretty much everywhere else that we're located. Facebook, all of our different uh, podcasts, things like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, everything. You can find it all on the link tree. Don't need to list it all anymore because we're freaking everywhere. Um, best if you want to join us either live on YouTube or now we are also on Twitch and Twitter live and you can comment with us along with the show, which is the best way I think to interact with us. Um, and then we're also in the Discord. So feel free to do any number of those things. You can have a lot of fun interacting with us. Bring your topics. We'll talk about them. We'll flex right in the middle of a topic and switch to something if it's good enough. Um yeah, give us your, you can send them, us, send them to us all over social media, whatever you want to yep. do. That's all I got. Thank you for joining us. Jake, you can close us out. Like Kyle said, we are always open to talking about whatever you guys want to hear us talk about. If you want us to do a themed episode, shoot us a DM on Twitter, shoot us a DM on Instagram, shoot us a message in the Discord. Always happy to talk about it. We're always happy for drink recommendations. We're here to please the fans. That's why we're on so many platforms. That's why we do a live show for the interaction. We love having you guys here. We love talking to you guys while we talk as well. As always, though, thank you for watching. We will see you in the next episode. And as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them. Peace.